Pete, 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 Top 10 timeliest episodes. And by timely, I mean it's one of those episodes where we're either recording it the night before and then we're going to pop that baby out to the fans, baby! Or um, something in our lives has gone horribly wrong to the point where we have to record literal hours before our deadline. Because we may not have the best quality podcast, but we we it's quantity all right at, at some point i think we're at 170 now right this is episode 170 i feel like Probably. we've been in 160 forever um uh, we've been in the 60s the 160s forever but episode 200 yeah, I think, boy I mean, we've been in 160 since like 160 and god even knows force only knows when that was oh um what a great reference of throwing in some Star Wars into the vernacular. I'm loving it. I'm I'm loving this content, this back and forth that we're doing as I type in Star Wars on Google and seeing if there's anything in Google News. Wow. Wow. Oh, yeah, there's don't don't worry. I, I also went to my usual Star Wars haunts to see if there's any Star Wars news. And there wasn't well, there's much. One, there's one. I'm I actually looked, I'm I'm curious if you're gonna re- reference this article because um, there's an article from one of the websites that you go to that talks mm. about Tatooine Rhapsody. Um, oh, they I did a deep dive into about it. Any of that. But oh, let's okay. not worry about that so much since we are going to do a pretty deep dive into that because I actually have some thoughts I'm excited to get into about this episode. Uh, from a musician actually, standpoint, I... too. Um, so first time listeners, you you heard the theme song. And that's all that's you might think, how much do they pay a PR, a production team to put that Po Boys theme in? Um, this the is, answer is uh, they to ask a, and we turn them down. Um, <laughs> Which is true. <laughs> no, <laughs> we uh, we do actively turn them down. But <laughs> that person sent you an e- us an email because they're like, <laughs> we heard the pod. You could use some professional help. Yeah. Um, here, here's my rates. But um, that being the case, we're—I mean—we're gonna—we're gonna do a deep dive on um, episode two today. Of um, this is two hundred two boys. I'm Pete. This is Josh. All right, two hundred two boys. Two hundred two hundred boys. Two hundred two hundred boys. Two hundred two hundred boys. Two hundred boys. Two hundred boys. Two hundred boys. Boys. Yeah, this is a this is Po Boys LLC's production getting mm-hmm. into the visions market so we're gonna yes. be this is and a star wars vision podcast for the next however many episodes oh, yeah, there are. Right. it feels like yeah. it's forever yeah and you know what pete pete yes let's make this our best show ever <laughs> i just got that oh no yeah the best part is i spent so long <laughs> setting it up and then i got the quote wrong so that was real cool I had you also don't have the energy. Advance. You don't have the energy for it. Well, no. I I mean, Pete, I'm never going to have the energy for it. Because energy is like, let's 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 make this our best show ever. <laughs> uh, 
that's my Joseph Gordon-Levitt. But let's make it the best show ever. But but before we do get into that, I guess there is some kind of news we can talk about, which is to say, and this is more in Pete's alley because I know realistically I'm not going to interact with any of this. But uh, on the, the Star Wars site, they announced four new quote essential Star Wars books that are coming out in 2022 and there's some kind of interesting ones here the first one is the one i'm like oh well i I mean i would have watched that miniseries on disney plus which is shadow of the sith uh by adam christopher comes out in june 2022 luke skywalker and lando calrissian return in this essential novel set between return of the jedi and force awakens sounds like it's a novel length extrapolation on the the story lando tells about um tracking ochi of bastoon in rise of skywalker so that's pretty cool that's i mean yeah, that's cool again i'd be like oh let's maybe you know get sebastian stan and donald glover together do this for disney plus but you know books people like books there's another one called brotherhood by mike chen obi-wan kenobi and anakin skywalker must stem the tide of the raging clone wars and forge a new bond as jedi knights um i don't know i think they did a television series about that but well i know there's a book called Stories of Jedi and Sith, edited by Jennifer Heddle. Uh, the battle between good and evil never ends. Uh, it's an anthology type thing. A middle grade anthology. Um, ten different authors. Uh, Delilah S. Dawson, I think she, I recognize her. I think she wrote the, the Phasma book. Um, I don't recognize any of the other authors, but that doesn't mean anything because I don't read. Never learned how. Star Wars Padawan by Kirsten White. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi struggles with his place in the Force as a young Padawan in this coming-of-age adventure. And then I... Oh, that's cool. Just in my casual perusal of online, found out that uh, in December they are going to release The Art of Mandalorian Season 2. So that's a book I'll actually pick up and, and dive into. So, you know, there's some uh, there's some pages to be turned in the near future for all you reading heads out there. Pete, you seem like the kind of guy who would probably actually check out that first one. What do you think? Um, well, I, the one that was most interesting to me was the Obi-Wan prequel one, mm-hmm. because I really enjoyed Master and Apprentice, which mm. kind of underwrote... Um, the Qui-Gon Obi-Wan scene episode one of like, this is why you're never on the Jedi Council. And and the book is actually talking about how Qui-Gon, Master Apprentice, spoilers, but who cares, um, <laughs> is a book where Qui-Gon actually gets offered a council position and then uh, says no. And mm. in it, um, Obi-Wan's near the end of his trials. You know, it's this is, you know, months or months before episode one. And at one point, they note that uh, Qui-Gon was like his last shot at actually being a Jedi. Otherwise, he was going to be like sent off to be like a Force-sensitive farmer or something. Like, if you don't make it through the like process, it's not, you're, you're not dumped off with your parents. Although, there were some spin-off Star Wars series where they did go into what happens to the, Star, the Jedi rejects, which is an interesting concept. Mm-hmm. um of not everybody making it but it, it's it's pretty cool i uh, that i enjoy obi-wan content 
I, I know that that might be a little controversial. Um, I like Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, some people, it, it's not his, that that's not his thing. They're not, that's not your thing, but. And this will be Pete's last thing. episode of the podcast. Um, you canceled. Oh. That finally did it. All right. Well, that if that's the case, let's make this our best show ever then. Hey, see, you know what, Pete? Let's make this our best show ever. We're going to, I think we're going to make this our best show ever. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, well, hold on. Let me check my notes. Um, best show. Let's make, yeah. Yes. Yes. This is going to be our best show ever, actually. If we get 10 emails from this episode, 10. <laughs> all right. Just if we get 10 fan emails, uh-huh. all right. Not only will this be our best show ever, but Josh and I will make and record the third song from Tatooine Rhapsody. So there's two songs in this episode. We'll make up the third one. It won't be hard. The uh-huh. lyrics to these songs are absolutely garbage. I wonder who will be doing most of the heavy lifting for that. I was going to say, if we get 10 emails from this episode, we'll end the podcast. But, yeah. you know, or yours. Yeah. Or, I mean, one of those two things for sure. Yeah. So, um, I think that would be a disservice if we received 10 emails to immediately end the podcast. <laughs> um, oh, I think it would be, I, I think it would give people an incentive to email. <laughs> is what I'm saying. All right. Well, let's make this the best show ever. Let's make so, this the best show ever. Tatooine Rhapsody. Here's, here's what I want to say, Pete. We've been, I don't know what your Wi-Fi situation is. If we're going to do a commentary on it, I would like to do that first. Because I got some thoughts, but I want to kind of just kind of review everything before we go deep. So let's do a commentary cast track. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll do the same thing as last time because my Wi-Fi is not improved. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just hit play and then skip intro and then immediately paused. So that's where I'm at. It looks like 20 seconds in. Okay. Um, and, and I believe... That the first scenes that we're watching are, uh, Guy is the main character's name. Or are you are you you're just gonna remember it in your mind, or are you gonna watch it? Oh yeah, I watched this earlier today. As did I. So, but and I I don't have I don't have the Wi-Fi ability to All right, watch so this with you. Pete will just imagine the fire. I'm gonna hit. I hit play. I already hit play. Okay, I hit pause again. Now I'm at 26 seconds. I realized I should have let the listener know that I was going to hit play. I'm going to hit play. Three, two, one, and then I'm going to hit play. Three, two, one, play. Blasters mm-hmm. firing. And we now, definitely should. Yeah, as, yeah, yeah. As far as the canon of this all goes, I know none of these are supposed to be canon. And if, I, I've this is my third time watching this. I watched it subtitled. I watched it dubbed. Now I'm watching it with with no volume and in, in the subtitles. Um, the this one. Could be canon just fine, if not for the, you know, I mean, I guess, like, can really do that? I don't know. But it starts, you know, it's clearly in the Clone Wars. So it seems like this main character, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's buddy. Gee, um, uh, Gee. Gee, uh, there's Geezer and Geezer well, is about his character, I mean. His character is Gee, I believe. I thought that was the hut, was Gee. No, the hut is Geezer. Um, you think that sense. one guy's named D and one guy's oh. named Geezer? Mm-hmm. Pete, you're wrong. I don't know his name. Yeah. We're going to call him his name's, Joe. His name's, his name's Jay. His name's Hit Record Joe. I think it is Jay. I think that's right. 
Anyway, I, he, I'm I'm on the Wikipedia now, so yes. Right. So he he escapes. You know, he he defects. It seems like I guess from the Jedi Order. So I guess he maybe that's how he survived Order Sixty Six. Who knows? Then we get that like it already happened, but this very quick like sputtering editing type thing. Uh, mm-hmm. And that is very indicative of the style of this episode of Visions. And style is, I mean, big, big, all caps, bold, underlined, italics, several exclamation points style on this bad boy. Because there is, I mean, you if you if you buy if this is your style, man, this is probably like the coolest piece of Star Wars content that has ever come out. Because it has a style. That is for sure. Uh, and they're rocking out with their little band and blue hair boy. And he's got his lightsaber, but it's a microphone. And Boba Fett shows up, voiced by Tamara Morrison, who mm-hmm. I don't know if he's done. Well, I guess he did for the, for the you know, re, 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 re-release of the original trilogy. They dubbed him in for Boba Fett. And, and Empire Strikes Back and stuff. So he, he's done a little bit of voiceover for that. But I mean, it seems like maybe more ADR. But as far as like the Clone Wars and stuff goes, none of that was his voice. But I thought he did a good job. Um, I think there's some 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 legacy actors who per- play roles in a film. Maybe it kind of doesn't transition as well to animation or there, it, it feels like a little sterile or stunted. But I thought Tamara Morrison did a good job. Well, this this episode adds on to the legacy of Boba of the Disney like taking a character that was literally like what five words in the original trilogy and then the Christmas special mm-hmm. and they're building on to this character more. So this does this episode does add, you know, if this episode is canon, which it can fit in the in the story to be canon. Uh, it it I believe I, I feel like it's definitely in Boba Fett's voice of how we see that character and is a nice addition to adding to the mythos of Boba Fett. Do you? Yeah, I think it's fine. The mythos of Boba Fett? To the, to the, the story, maybe mythos is the wrong word to the story arc. Right. Uh, I don't think that, I don't think that that goes against like, so my... it's just Boba Fett's Boba Fett's mythos. And then, but now it's, both his life and in the middle it's oh and one time he harassed a rock band well it's just him so oh you never played bounty hunter um well, the Django Fett bounty hunter um but if bounty so i i guess i'll get it we can get into this bounty hunting 101 it's not just um you know killing people throwing them in carbonites um sometimes it's like oh my uh, fleet flops is missing. Can you find it? Or, um, hey, can you go get this band member? Um, he needs to take on the hut name, even though I know it's super uncool, but find Yi. And, you know, that's just kind of what Boba had to do. It's it's not as mainstream, and that's what I appreciate with this episode. Not it's not just mainstream. Yeah, it's not. A, this isn't a mainstream bounty hunting assignment um it's more alt just like this band is more kind of it's not mainstream it's not good but that's the point yeah like this isn't this isn't a song that i like and i and i and i i didn't want this but 
that's because it's alt rock. Sure. Now, I'm well known throughout the Star Wars community for really being passionate about making the devil canon in Star Wars. I really want, I need um, devil, Lucifer, you know, Son of the Morning, Beelzebub, so on and so forth. I want him to be canon in Star Wars. So I'm very much of two minds with this drummer who is a three-torsoed, six-armed, two-legged devil man person. Uh, and on the one hand, well, this is, isn't canon. And also, he does look like the devil. He is red. He does have horns. Uh, on the other hand... You're saying he, though, as well. I don't like it at all. You're not saying them. Yeah, because my whole thing is... I don't think that Disney would let a character that identifies as female um, be shirtless except for suspenders. Well, so that's not even my point, too. Oh, that there are three heads? There are three heads, so are they individual people? Or is it one person and their personalities are on three separate heads? So according to Wikipedia, um, according to it... Um, that person's name's Lan, L-A-N, mm-hmm. and they are referring to it as a singular person species. Mm. Um, and it's it's not a named species yet. Um, so yeah, and here's hoping you never will be because I don't want to find out. Yeah, I mean, it's, it definitely seems like a villain you'd see in Mortal Kombat, which <laughs> you like. You you enjoy the devil. Uh, I just uh, out of context. I, I just wanted the devil to be canon. That's all. Um, it's a, and for me. I would prefer. Of it. I prefer my devil to be in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, with um, looking for a soul to steal. Well, because right, you need a break. Because the devil is canon in your real life. Yeah, and I would prefer myself to have um, a fiddle of gold. Mm. To bet against, you know, soul. Um, that's just kind of my, you know, my, you know, we all have different portrayals of the devil. That's mine that I kind of prefer in my own head canon. Um, so corporate, what... corporate comes down the ladder. There's got to be a third host for Po Boys. It's got to be one of the people in this band. Who are you picking? Oh, um, I need a yes man. So. It's probably going to be K344. That's the guitar playing droid? Uh, maybe. Because <laughs> they don't... On, on Wikipedia, they have K3... Yeah, don't, don't pick from Wikipedia. Pick, pick from your heart, Pete. Which one? Well, I, I want I want the droid that just does the beeps and bops, because I'd yeah. like us to have sound yeah. effects. That was going to be my answer as well, and I was just going to say I was just going to unplug it or take out the batteries, and then... We just it would go back to regular. So imagine, and I'm sure the scene's already gone by, but imagine you're a band and you want to perform so badly that you set up booby traps um, just so that you can escape because you like performing that much because that's what they had functionally had to do with Boba. Like they had their escape very quickly and they like electrify the entire room or something um, to try and escape. Imagine that. You're watching an episode of Mandalorian and then just in the background 
the Decemberists are there. Um, and they're and they're like being the December. I don't know anything. I'm just trying to think of a band. I don't think Decemberists had anything like these guys. I was gonna say Fallout Boy. Oh, it seemed I, like low hanging fruit. Yeah, I don't know. This isn't my cup of tea because I was gonna say the National, but I was just literally saying that because I don't like the National. So <laughs> I was just gonna start. I was just gonna start listing bands I don't like. Um, yeah, this is like this band. kind of sounds like Creed. No, um, <laughs> no, the, not 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 whatsoever. But man, I mean, they make th- me think be... of like pop punk. I guess I don't know. It doesn't really not not important. I mean, he does have a flamethrower from his guitar, which is something that I think Rammstein does, which is certainly cool. Uh, but this all goes back to the style, and I am at the big final concert, which is happening right now. And it's, I mean, this this uh, climax is a real big swing. Real big swing for Star Wars thing, I think. And I definitely feel like, and I'm not on social media, I'm not sure. It seems like something that's probably pretty divisive, where I'm sure there's plenty how of people being like, this alive? is great, and this is How, how positive, is he alive? Because but... he, he, A, has a lightsaber, B, uses the Force, C, dresses like a Jedi. Power of music. And what? Are they just like, this... This guy's so bad. We can just—he'll be literally the last person on our list. Like, we know where he is. We can kill him at any point. Uh, let's go after Obi Wan first. Let's go after Yoda because Jay here has no skill whatsoever. He's got some vocals, okay, um, for sure. And you know he sticks with his friends. But man, uh, this character set in this in this arc. Like the guy defects from the Jedi Order, so I don't know. I guess I'm just too much pro Jedi that I'm. I I don't like this character at all. <laughs> well, if you were too much pro Jedi, you would like this character. Um, no, he left. That's fair. I guess. Like Ahsoka, I understand Ahsoka why she left. Right. I don't agree with it, but I get it. Um, but this kid, like what? We don't know. And, no. and now talk to me about, you know, the Boba Fett mythos right here. Now, Boba Fett um, popping his head to these sweet tunes and tell me, talk to me about that and talk to me about the Boba Fett mythos and Boba Fett popping his head to this tune. So it's, it humanizes Boba Fett mm. because Josh, you're driving to work. All right. You're in person. You're driving. The end. You're and. <laughs> Of the episode. And we also, we bop all the time when we're listening to music. You know, when we've got good songs, even when we're listening to bad music like this. Um, music with lyrics that should clearly get them killed. Um, because the ending lyric, do you, do, you know what, do you know what the ending lyric was? Um, no. It was in the subtitles. I wasn't paying attention. Okay. So... The the chorus, which any music head out there, is the one that uh, you sing along to, mm-hmm. right? And it's, uh, yeah, yeah, the, you rule the... or whatever. No, it's oh. they say free yourself. Yeah, they say free yourself. Yeah, so it's a pro f- freedom, which I enjoy, um, sp- uh, song, hmm. but most of those people are slaves. So yeah, probably. It's Tatooine. Why would Jabba allow for this? 
And why would he sign them when that's their that's the message? Well, he doesn't sign them. He just doesn't kill them. I think the, I think the insinuation is going to sign them. And then what we know of Jabba, they will become his slaves. Oh, buddy, you can insinuate till you're blue in the face, but in the text, it's left open ended. No, uh, in the text, and let me let me let me throw some lines out there. He says, "Do you want to be our first uh, sponsor?" He he also and says, "You are okay. Can you hear us, everyone out there? One or a hundred million parsecs and live our dreams." Come on and shout it out. Don't care what side you're on. No clear where we go from here. They say free yourself. Yeah. That's direct from the text. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm reading the receipts for you. What yeah, he said. Yeah, that's not the receipts. I'm, I'm talking about Jabba's reaction to it. Jabba doesn't say, oh, this is great. He just doesn't kill them. In the well, text, he all he does is not kill them. Yeah. If anything, he maybe he's keeping them around to torture people with. Um, that'd be a good or one. Or to ironically be the entertainment for his slaves, which wouldn't that be messed up? But who knows? Well, that uh, makes sense. I thought this would be more interesting to do a commentary of, but it wasn't. So let's just let's just get into to this bad boy, and I'm going to throw this one out there and just be pretty upfront about. It. I didn't like this one. I can appreciate it on a, on a level. Not for me, though. And this was... Um, I really enjoyed the first episode of, of Visions, but I think... And to be fair, big part of this could just be that I just rewatched 25 Marvel movies in a week. Um, but watching Visions and watching some of these episodes on the one hand, did kind of make me think like, yeah, but like, does there need to be so much Star Wars? And I was watching one of these episodes and I thought, oh, I, don't, I actually don't like Star Wars this much. But I think it's also all obviously a matter of taste. And I, I think, you know, style does play such a big part in these episodes. And I can appreciate that Visions is like this thing that shows, because, you know, a hundred people watch Last Jedi, and it's like a hundred people watch a totally different movie, like a hundred different movies, because the perception of it is so different. And you have people out there that it's their favorite, and then you have people out there that it's their least favorite. But then it's also like, you know, everybody takes something different from Star Wars, so it is interesting seeing all these interpretations of the whole universe. Because, well, I didn't like this episode. I do think, and Charles Soule touches on this ever, 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 ever so slightly in light of the Jedi, with Avar Chris and her connection to the force, but that there's something to be said with a, you know, a connection of, of, of music and the force. And, you know, I mean, when I was, you know, in, in bands in my younger life and like jamming or improvising and you hook into the groove, there is like a, a larger sense of things that comes with that. And you feel kind of part of something bigger than yourself. So I do appreciate like, a Jedi leaving the Jedi order, but then joining a band and that that's not the most insane thing ever. And that there are some connections maybe between, you know, music being how someone feels the force and, and things like this. But Josh, I don't know this hut. I don't well, know. Well, <laughs> let me, let me 
talk about the different perspectives thing because that Please was do. that was the article that I was going to talk to you about that I thought that you were going to bring up at the start of this episode. <laughs> I don't read articles about Star Wars. Are you out of your freaking mind? Okay. So one of these websites that you you um, gallivant around, I forget which which one it specifically was, but it's a got it's a Star Wars. Um, I only go to theforce.net. They don't really do. Oh, there's pieces. some other one that I thought. I, there's some other website. I go that to I, like broader we, comic book type sites, but Star Wars, I only go to the one site. Um. Yeah. So there's this there's this website, um, and I'll try and pull it up real quick. That um, basically said, here it goes. It's from CBR.com, mm-hmm. um, which I feel like we've talked about yeah, this a familiar. few times. And the title is, Star Wars just delivered the franchise first banger since Ewok Celebration. Ugh. And um, Star Wars Vision new song, Tatooine Rhapsody, may turn the tide on the recent perception of Star Wars mediocre musical acts. Yeah. Which to each their I don't own. Really, I don't Yeah, and that speaks to that of like are they and I didn't read the article. Um clearly um it doesn't deserve for me to be read for no, it to be read, no, but that's not a website that exists to be read. And I and, I mean I frequent it, <laughs> but it's not a website you read. <laughs> But um, yeah, I actually so th- that article reminded me of the different perceptions that you have, but mm-hmm. it also brought me to a point that I I wanted to talk about. Of uh, you and I consume this at, at, in two different ways because you did English sub, then English. No, you did English dub, then English sub. No, I did no, sub uh, first. It, yes. Sub then dub. Yeah, and I I only did dub. Right. Um, but I, um, tried to find an article or a website that had all of the lyrics for the song out. I couldn't find it in like a three minute Google search, but I did listen to both of the songs, both in Japanese and in English. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you have the sh- same opinion of this, Josh, but the Japanese version of the song was significantly better than the Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And he's a fine singer. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if they just, this studio had difficulty writing into that voice or... Well, it's a the translation song... for one, you know. Mm-hmm. But, and it, yeah, because I, well, and I'll be upfront about it. I, you know, I watched, most of these episodes I watched with subtitles first. Um, with I mean, my perception of it is that that's the original version is the is the Japanese version, and they were created in Japanese. So I wanted to experience it that way. And like I said, I didn't love Tatooine Rhapsody. And going back through and t- watching in in English the dub, uh, in the back of my mind, I was very worried that I would find that I liked them a lot more in English because I was like, Oh, it'll be like recognizable voices or something. Or I don't know. And I watched mm-hmm. plenty of Japanese movies. So I don't, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not an anime guy, but I, you know, big Kurosawa head over here. Yada, yada. Um, and I, I was like, Oh, what's it going to say about me? If I hate this episode, and then I watch it in English and I love it. And, uh, I'll let me tell you, no need for concern there on my part because I, 
didn't like either of them. But and not the performance, yeah. the performers fallen either. Like no, I, no. I think and thought... look, I was predisposed to dislike this episode. As as I've said in the past, like there are just certain things that are like too specific for me in terms of Star Wars, and a big one is songs. Quite frankly, like when the Ewoks are singing or whatever, it feels you know. But like a band doing like a song. I like the guys doing their little fun little melody in, you know, a canteen or whatever, but like a song, like Loppy Neck. It's too much. I'm out. Like, I, you always talk about you fast forward through Job of the Hut stuff and Return of the Jedi. I can't, mm-hmm. I can't stand that song that they sing in Job of the Hut. Oh, the extended, it. the extended cut. Yeah. And that's not even like an English language song with a band and guitars and stuff. It's just, I can't stand that, but also just like I said, I I, I like you know a little bit of I like things well, to stay a little broad, have a little breathing room, and lyrics and songs and the idea of I don't know a song is it's too specific. It's too specific for me. I don't want I don't want to know Star Wars that well, you know. I wonder if there is a Star Wars podcast that's like what happens to Jane Gee because we know they're not in Episode Six because that's the they're not the band in Jabba's palace when he gets when he gets killed. Uh, I don't care enough. Um, I will say I agree, Josh, with your first point you made about this episode of it being an interesting take on a Jedi Padawan. Um, yeah, I yeah. I think I I enjoyed that idea. I think the the portrayal of like you know clones versus droids was 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 it's definitely an interesting concept. Um, and it made me like not openly hate a hut um so that was that was a pretty cool character too oh yeah uh, no, Guy, i didn't like him at all um gee was a was a fine character it did remind me of somebody that rebels against money and they have never really dealt with like problems of like the lower classes mm-hmm. but um he was fine you know i i i i am not going to be jones like i would like another episode of the duel like i would Mm -hmm. like to see where that guy is going i would like to see you know why he he had like 17 or something a ridiculous amount of red kyber crystals so what was the starting point for that um how did the guy learn the force um i would like i i would like to see more of that i don't need to see more of this episode once and that's but just that is part of the reason I think I loved that first episode so much is that you're not going to find that out. I mean, maybe you will eventually, but that, cause it, again, it goes to show like different people are taking different things from Star Wars. Just like there's, there's so many fans out there that are so voracious for all of these books and, you know, finding out all these minute details and that, that's exciting for them. That expands the universe for them and it fills out all these corners and I like it to be like maybe a canvas with a little more breathing room without, you know, I, I don't like as many details. So for me, that first episode, the duel, that was perfect. I mean, I, they don't even tell you what color stuff is. It's, it's very sparse, which is a style in and of itself for sure. Uh, but it's very sparse. It's, it's very much like a mood kind of a thing. You don't get a lot, if any exposition. And it's, it just leaves a lot of breathing room for your, mind to wonder and for you to fill in the blanks which arguably some of this episode does as well but i think this episode is sort of the opposite in a way where it's it's more about 
detail or more more specific or something. I don't know. You I know? would like to see that their ship. I think the ship was pretty cool. Mm. Um, and some of the some of the movement scenes were um, relatively cool. Um, but you know, there's hits and then there's misses. And this is the the cool thing about Visions is they're all their own pocket of different studios. And I think it's really meant for you know some of them you really resonate with. Mm-hmm. Some you don't like we the duel um, is I think the favorite of both of ours of these two so far. But yeah. my favorite vision, I, w- I will tell you that the duel is not my favorite one. Um, when mm-hmm. we get to when we get to that, um, I'll go into a little bit more detail. And I, I'll I'm definitely um, there's some some I'm a fan of, I think. And there's some th- that are they're just not my thing um, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, do you have any final takes on this, Josh? I yeah, I do. I mean, again, just to you know, because I went back and forth. Like, well, you know, Josh, don't say you don't like it. That's not nice. But I feel like again, I don't. It's not for me. I don't like it, but I I do appreciate it, and particularly given, like I said, that it it does give you a little bit of insight into how somebody else is taking in, like you and someone else both love a thing. But you you take different things from it because I I really do think there are several like direct lines like if you just you and somebody else sat down and watched a New Hope and then one of you came up with the duel and one of you came up with this there's not it's neither is this huge leap in logic because I do think there is this I mean very there's there's a I think a bit of a rock and roll sensibility to the rebellion in general and this idea of like an up and coming band who doesn't have the best equipment is using, you know, used gear is not traveling on a first class jet. They're traveling like in a van and they're just like, you got like a ragtag group of roadies and you have it held together, you know, with hope and duct tape. And that's very much how we see the rebellion and how, you know, Han and and Luke and Leia, they're just kind of young, scrappy folks. They're not like, I don't know that you would describe any of them as like a professional, you know, they seem like very, I don't know, making it on a wing and a prayer. And so, yeah, I, I like, I can, I can appreciate, I, I like feel like podcast. I have like a rough idea. Yes, exactly. We have a very punk rock podcast, Pete's mom. And that is why I don't have a mic. And though I do have a mic. And actually now the reason I don't have a mic is your son, because he has to record from his computer. Because you can't both record from the computer. But anyway, there's, there's, I'm, I, I feel like I can extrapolate like what the creative voices behind this episode took from Star Wars to funnel into this. Uh, One thing I'll say, Josh, like is um, taking a look at this studio. This might also be like an age thing for us because this is a studio oh. that has been producing things in the in the 2010s mm-hmm. um so it's also a lot of oh like, you think we're too old i uh yeah if you want to bludgeon it to death but uh, yes uh yeah i'm feeling pretty young at heart but sometimes what people expl- like i remember some people would get really upset at like Re- star wars resistance being like oh this is um uh, this is not detailed enough it's it's you know too much for kids and i'm like bruh you're literally watching on disney xd 
the commercials <laughs> for it were like for Lego sets. Yeah. Uh, so not that there's an age range, you know, Star Wars is for everyone, but you know, sometimes some of the material is more geared towards a different generation. That's perfectly fine. And in most instances is, you know, is how it should be of like, this could be somebody's big thing. I'm sure we're going to see, um, knock on wood. If we go to celebration or celebrations, um, there, we will see some um, of these costumes for sure. I would be shocked if we didn't. I, I, interesting take. I would be shocked if we did, but I guess you never know. I guess there could be a J out there somewhere. But it does kind of remind me of like, in my bones, I know the words to songs by the band The Beats from Doug. Uh-huh. And I can just imagine a little kid out there now watching this episode and like this song rocks. This is the hardest rocking thing I've ever heard in my life. And like 10 years from now, having like some small subsect of kids in high school, they're like singing this song as a reference and everybody's like, Oh yeah. That's like, Oh yeah. Also what's the name of the band again? I don't remember. Don't tell me star something. It's fine. Star havers. Yes. Yes. The star havers. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, so um, star I, waivers. You know, star waivers. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully I, I made my points eloquently enough. I thought it would be more interesting to just be honest about what I thought about it than um, try to pretend like I had more tolerance for it than I did. Um, again, I'd be quick to say I don't think it's bad. I just didn't like it. It's not for me. Uh, but again, there was, I mean, feel like i had more to talk about with this episode than i did with the last episode which is one that i really liked but there was you know there's food for thought in this and you know i feel like i can appreciate where it came from uh having watched it twice in one day now i will i will never watch it again um i in one day um i probably well, you watch it every Friday uh, night. Josh, come on. You watch it every Friday night before you go out on the town to get psyched up for going out uh, on the town. I don't go out on the town. You have it set. I, you have your TV uh, set up so that you can see it from your bathroom mirror. So you can put on your suit and tie your tie and in a mirror watch this episode on Friday nights before you go out on the town. Email us, podcast at gmail.com. Do get an email. See you next week. week. Probably not.